Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for coming this afternoon. My name is Brent Barcy, and I'm the Executive Director of Global Account for Fanuc America. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we're the world's largest OEM when it comes to robotic arms. And uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about what's coming on the changing face of, of manufacturing and some of the emerging technologies that are going to help hopefully your, your businesses get to where they need to go. Got a quick little shameless promotion there, self-promotion for, uh, for FANUC, but I think we're here all to look at the transformational change and, and how it's going to create opportunities for, for the next five, ten years. And one of the questions that, that we were asking the guys and gals we talked to yesterday and this morning is, uh, why are you here? It's a very deep question to ask someone, but why are you here? A lot of people are here to talk to venture capital. We met with a couple of venture capital firms this morning. They need cash infusion. A lot of people are here because they want to see what's next in the software stack, what's coming. Realize 80% of the folks don't have a WMS in their warehouse and management system. They're here to get a new software stack. A lot of people are here for different reasons. So I think over the course of the next 35 or so minutes, you'll see that in this building, there's a lot of people that can help you get to where you need to go. And uh, we sure would like to help you as well. So the transformational change in GI, the general industry space, and robotic arm, uh, we, we tend to call everything non-automotive is general industry. Um, automotive is, is what led the way to a lot of the things that we're doing in the warehousing, e-commerce, and logistics space. So we took that terminology, went to GI, and I think you're seeing today that what came out of automotive is creating solutions for a whole whack of different diverse customer bases. If you're out in LA, you can get a burger made by a robot by Flippy. If you're in San Francisco, uh, there's Cafe X serving coffee. There's all sorts of different robotic applications today that really are changing the way that we consume products, uh, the way we view uh, I.O., all these different things. So it's pretty, pretty exciting. Kindred, I, from what I understand, two months ago, they, they did their 50th million pick. Uh, I haven't seen any of the Kindred folks. I know someone presented yesterday. But this is a good video to kind of show where, where we're going uh, and quickly because Five, ten years ago, this would have been un unthinkable what, what Kindred has been able to do. And now I think they're in a dozen different places uh, doing this today for, for fulfilling orders and on the return side now as well. So 
this is a good little donut just to kind of get you thinking as to how can I get technology into my facilities, uh, especially from a warehousing fulfillment perspective. Two-day shipping isn't going anywhere. We all got to be able to service these customers quick and fast. Flexible and scalable, I think that's two key words that we're hearing a lot. Modularity, another thing we're hearing from people at the show between yesterday and today. Um, I know a lot of folks that are here, you have 5 million, 6 million, 10 million square feet throughout the country. So you want to be able to plug and play whatever solution you come up with in Charlotte, North Carolina, you want to be able to take to Rancho Cucamonga, California. So it's, it's important for that to be flexible, for you to be able to crowbar it into your current footprint and be able to meet the throughput that you need in order to get the orders out the door because there's nothing worse uh, than not being able to fulfill the end user's needs. And that's another, another thing that we're trying to tackle here uh, today at Modex with all you guys in the audience. Because I think if you really look at this, this is a picture we tend to put up a lot at Fanuc, but everything in this picture has been touched somehow, some way by a robot. Uh, whether you have the, you can't really see in the background, but you have the energy between the windmills, the furniture, metal, everything in this, this picture here is in some way, shape, or form in touch by robotics and automation. Um, so you start thinking, how did this get to my door? How did this happen? How is FedEx, how is USPS, Amazon, all these people, how are they getting things there? And there, there's micro-fulfillment, there's macro-fulfillment, there's all these terms that we're learning as we all go down this path on uh, the warehousing, e-commerce, and logistics market, but you've got someone like I am, who I know they're, oops, you gotta give it a second. This would have been, I grew up at General Motors, I worked there for quite a few years, 
AGVs have been around a long time. Um, that video's not playing either, yeah. AGVs have been around a long time, but to throw an arm on the, on the back of an AGV would have been un unthinkable to fulfill an order. Um, today, and a lot of the micro-fulfillment centers, people are looking at things completely differently on how things are gonna get to our front doors. Again, 10, 15 years ago, this was moonshot, and this is reality today, so. I don't know what type of facilities that you guys are, are, are all running that are here in the audience, but start thinking of things completely, whatever you think could be the norm or could happen, will happen, uh, but our advice is to get on base first with, with simplicity. So, ready, set, it, it's going. Uh, we at FANUG believe that the opportunities are here uh, and it's going crazy, it's going like gangbusters. So what can you do to not let these pass you by? Um, we love this image. Uh, human resources, seven years ago when these pictures were taken, weren't, wasn't a problem. I know a lot of people have three shifts, two to 300 people per shift, and 15% might not show up today. That wasn't a problem when this picture was taken. Uh, everyone showed up for work, on time, prepared, ready to roll. Today you're going through orientation every single shift. It's painful. Uh, there is a cost of doing business with that when people don't show up. Quality goes down, throughput goes down, you're not getting, as opposed to the 50, 50 trailers you're supposed to get out the door, you get 47 today. Take that three, times it by five, times it by 50, you can do the quick math. It's expensive, so, and new business is reality. I mean, up until 20 years ago, 25 years ago, there were people stacking these cases of booze, breaking their backs, rotator cuffs, ergonomically this was tough. Um, like I said, I think 80% of the warehouses in our country today in North America do not have a WMS, uh, a major WMS or any form of automation in their buildings. So to take a look at something like low-hanging fruit in our industry would be a palletizer. This is, this is something that can be done fairly easily into a facility. Mobile robots, all that type of stuff can be done too, but if you want to get on base, if there's someone here who hasn't had a robot in the facility and wants to dip their toe in the water, there is a way to do this. And uh, these are really, really neat pieces of technology that we use. And how do you get there? Um, like I said, why are we all here? I know there's people here looking for cash. I know there's people here looking to invest. There's a lot of investment going on in this market today. Uh, that number has since been updated. It was 162 billion, I believe, in 2019, uh, the amount of money that's flowing in to the automation and robotic space specifically. So if you do need help, uh, and you're, you're a software company that's sitting here today, there's people, there's people with cash walking these halls. We met with two venture capital firms this morning that are looking to invest. Uh, on the flip side, there's a lot of people that are taking it internally. I don't know if you have an engineering team, but if your engineering team is, is looking for capital, there's integrators, there's software companies that are all here at this show that would be more than willing to get you to where you need to go from point A to point B. Um, there's a, there's a, a real big ROI on robotics and software companies today. So there is cash out there. If you do need cash, reach out to somebody. We will, we'll be able to help you, hook you up with somebody else, but. Don't be afraid uh, to knock down those doors because they're seeing that the return is there in the e-commerce space, uh, mobility obviously in the service markets. Like I said, it's, it's pizzas are being made today by robots, coffee, you name it, it's coming. Uh, it's, it's not 20 years down the road, it's five years down the road. And again, why are you here? Do you need cash? Do you have a human resource problem? Most, most of these technologies that are emergency, emerging today is because of lack of a human resource. So please, uh, lean on people. I'm on a panel later on today, we're gonna talk about ROI, but anytime I can get on stage, 
in front of people, I, I always try to hammer ROI pretty hard. ROI needs to be looked at differently, completely turned on its head if you are looking to be successful. Um, all too often in our roles, we, we go into a facility, people take the burden rate, they times that by 2,080 hours, and, and that's their ROI. That's what they want to see, whether it's 2x, 1x, 3x. That, it, you will never buy a piece of automation or a robot if that's the burden rate or the ROI you're going to use the calculator. Do we know what the right calculator is? No, but we think in order to be successful, you got to have your finance committee, your board, your management, whoever it is that you take your proposal to, invest it at the beginning. It is so important for these people that have the power of the pen that are going to help you get this done to be vested at the beginning. Because if they're not, you're going to take that proposal. We see it all the time. They go in, they say it's a half a million dollars, it's a million dollars, whatever it is, and they light their hair on fire and go, oh my gosh, we can't afford that. Um, it's very important for, for these folks to be able to see your, your maintenance staff, your engineering staff that's on the floor that's dealing with these labor issues every day, quality issues every day, throughput. They see it in a numbers bracket, but until they feel it and go through these automation audits and really understand what's happening, ROI just needs to be looked at completely differently. And, it, and the people that succeed that we're seeing in the market at Fanuc are the ones that have buy-in from the beginning from everyone. Everyone has a seat at the table. Even if they're not having a beer, they're at the bar and they're, and they're listening because they need to understand how this is all going to work. Uh, because all too often we're seeing it get shut down because they look at the price and go, it's not, it doesn't fit into this box. Well, if you're going to miss three shipments a day times five days a week times 50 weeks, that's a real number. If you have to go through orientation, which a lot of you warehousing people do every single shift, that's a real number. Um, so that's enough of my soapbox ROI, but I really, really believe in my heart that it, we, we as an industry need to look at it completely differently if, if we want to get there. guys this was a video related to ROI is it playing now okay no
again, I know that looks really simple, what we just saw on, on there, but it's not. And it's a partnership between Plus One and JR Automation, who are, is a really good integrator of ours. I think probably one of the, the largest in the world, but there are people doing that task day in and day out. Plus One put a lot of time and effort into it. But talking about ROI, I think when you have people that are vested in the process and they see that they have men and women doing this day in and day out, and it can be done robotically with the right software, it's gonna cost a couple bucks, but at, at the end of the day, when you do your your factors, it, it really is, you're gonna be surprised at how much you get through the door. This is a really, really exciting time to be in our industry, especially from a software stack, and with people like Soft, Soft Robotics, Plus One, all the other ones that are here that are doing, it's really, really exciting. Uh, and I urge you to get out there, talk to them, and they're gonna come in and they're gonna do some pretty neat stuff with you. Um, the next frontier is here, like I said. We're looking at robots doing, serving coffee, giving burgers, picking out of bins uh, with regard to a soft robotics gripper, doing fruit, all sorts of things that not possible five, 10 years ago. So why are you here? Are you here for throughput? Are you here through service? There's so many things to take advantage of at Modex when it comes to a decimal arm. And I think uh, between the integrators that are here and hopefully Fanuc, uh, we can help you get to where you wanna go. But we're excited, because uh, really, it feels like 1982 in the automotive industry. Another thing that, if, if you're new to this, uh, that's an important uh, piece uh, of why you're here, I, I, you really need to be able to simulate what you want to do. Um, this is a, a partner of ours, Dematic. This is their simulation software. Uh, most companies have their, their, their own special sauce or secret sauce, but in order to get buy-in uh, at your facility, I think it's important, we, we've noticed it's important anyways, when you do go from an ROI perspective or to get people to sign off perspective, they can see it in the virtual world. And really, if you can see it, seeing's believing, and then people know what your pain points are and they'll sign off on it. But uh, Dematic did a good job with this video here, but I think in order for you to be successful in what you wanna do, simulation is key. And I know if 80% of you haven't had any automation done within your facilities, that may be something new to you from a, a simulations perspective, but the simulation software is no longer just giving you a, a DWG or throwing an AutoCAD on the wall and everybody looking at it going, huh, that sounds pretty cool. It's, it's, the virtual world is, is becoming more and more real uh, as, as time passes on. As time passes on, ease of use, uh, gamification, it's a whole new generation. So are you here from a, a IOT uh, perspective, an IOT perspective? Why are you here? Technology is becoming increasingly intuitive and easy to use. Uh, that's because most of the people that are, you're gonna be hiring in the next five years grew up with an iPad or an iPhone in their hand. So we had to make it easier to use. It couldn't be the old school way of doing business. Um, things like uh, the drive, drive to make technology more intuitive. You got a new manufacturing workforce coming on base. It is a time savings uh, and it will increase the productivity of your, of your labor. But more importantly, it's just the people that are coming in to work, the new generation, they're not, they look at things completely differently, so that you need to be able to gamify it in order for them to roll, and that's, that's really what they've done with common a HMI interfaces and things of that nature. So uh, the industry's changing fastly, and it's, it's doing the right thing to get new people in the door. Um, and cobots are, are definitely one of those, okay, cobots are one of those things that we're, we're hearing a lot over the last two days that we've been here that people are, are their, their boss sent them here and told them to buy 500 collaborative robots. And it's like, oh, okay, okay, we'll sell you 500. What do you want to do? 
and then you find out, well, we're doing this, we're doing that. Um, collaborative technology is awesome, and, and we're really excited about, especially our CRX anyways at Fanix. It's a, it's a really, really neat tool to use in your lab. It's a really neat tool to use on your manufacturing floor, but you have to make sure it's a collaborative uh, application. The audit process takes care of that. If you put a machete on the end of this, end of this uh, end of arm tool, this is no longer a collaborative robot. It needs to be fenced up. Uh, so safety is always the overriding priority. When it comes to collaborative technology, I, I think you can do a lot of the things you want to do with a standard robot and light curtains and DCS, but there are collaborative applications out there that do make sense. A lot of time it comes down to throughput. In the business that most of us are in, from the warehousing, e-commerce, logistics, retail space, you don't have the time uh, to, to, to spend on a collaborative a robot. But, like I said, if, if your throughput can handle it, collaborative is the way to go. If it can't, collaborative is a little more expensive and a little slower, so it all comes down to throughput. This technology is here. It's, it's getting the next generation really pumped up uh, about coming into robotics, and we're excited about it at FANUC as well. Amanda, on this, on this video, as I'm talking, it took her two minutes to piece the points for this robot, and then, and then it goes like hell. So very easy to program. Ease of use is a big deal. I think it's going to help you guys uh, on your manufacturing floors as well. Why are you here? I know we've talked to a couple people that they're here because they've heard of IoT, they've heard of IIoT. What does that mean from an analytics standpoint, machine learning standpoint? How can I make my manufacturing floor a better space to work in, more competitive space to work in? Um, there are a wide range of customizable tools to analyze uh, and collect data. Uh, we, we, we do things at, at FANUC a, a little differently with regard to we have our own secret sauce, our own special sauce. General Motors came to us about a decade ago and said they never wanted an automotive plant to go down again because of a robot issue. Um, I was at a General Motors plant when I worked there two decades ago when the line went down and that was in Lake Orion at that point it was $68,000 per minute when the line goes down. So a little different than the industry that we're used to but either way automotive tends to lead the way in a lot of things to force us to think differently. So they came to FANUC and said develop some technology to, to be able to give us some analytics on the robot. So really what, what goes on today is we, we communicate with the Cisco cloud uh, with our zero downtime data collector. Goes up to the cloud, uh, gets information gets deciphered on, on what you want to know. That gets shoved back down to you by way, of, uh, by way of the cloud, by way of our team. And then you can have the analytics on J2 needs grease. In the next three weeks, we recommend you do it on a downshift or if it looks like a part's getting ready to fail in the next month, uh, that part will be automatically get dispatched to you and you'll have it on your floor next day to be able to do things on a, uh, a downshift. Analytics are huge in order to keep manufacturing spaces up. Uh, I can't stress that enough. This is a really cool product. Today we have over 20,000 robots connected to the cloud, monitoring the health of robots globally. Uh, we expect that to grow substantially here in the next five years due to the general industry market and, and what you guys and gals are trying to accomplish in a very short time. So it's, I, I, this is a really, this gets overlooked, overlooked a lot, but the health of the robot, in order for you to be, you need a champion within the plant. Someone has to have ownership. And if you're just getting started in robots, this is a big deal because it's gonna, it's gonna help your team get acclimated on, on maintenance and, and scheduling and things of that nature. So it's a cool thing. And if you're going, oh my God, we can't do that. We can't say anything out of the building. There are on-prem versions of essentially the same thing as EDT. 
that keeps it all within your building. Because I know a lot of people don't want uh, certain data getting out on how many picks you're doing per shift or per skew and things of that nature. So there is an on-prem ver version of this as well. Uh, that again, I think the industry was, was waiting for this to happen in the automotive space. We've proved it and now it's, it's exciting that it's, it's gonna be helping the warehousing, retail, and, and e-commerce business. And with that said, why are you here? Again, we're hearing people, human resources is a big deal. Um, skilled wor workforce is tough to find in this economy. I think we're at 3% unemployment. That's a problem, a uh, good problem, champagne problem, but a problem no less if you're not getting orders out the door. Um, today, FANUC works with a thousand, over a thousand education pro providers on placing students, the next generation of, of students into your buildings. Um, why are you here? If you want to automate, someone has to have ownership within that building. And there's a lot of students coming out that are being trained on technology that will be able to take ownership on the shift. Um, so we, we really believe that it's important that you get out there and you, and you, you get these kids that are coming out of a, of a trade program so they can take ownership of this for you to be successful. If that doesn't happen, it's tough because the last thing that you want, that we want, is for an integrator to come in there along with an OEM, solve your problem, install, install the, uh, the work cell, and then leave, and no one has ownership of it. Education's huge, uh, the next generation's huge, so we, we're working with uh, quite a few people to get this done, over a thousand actually. Uh, the inability to compete is the biggest threat to jobs, not automation. Technology advances have always changed the nature of jobs, and the skills gap is real. Um, again, we've, in the last five years in the warehousing e-commerce space, I can't tell you of a time that we've sold someone 10 robots and 30 people have lost their jobs. They're taking the 30 people that were working on this station and putting them somewhere else in the plant. Human resources are a big, big issue uh, in our industry, and they're, they're, they're valuable, they're precious. So I don't, robots and humans are working together. Uh, robots aren't replacing humans, it's, it's really, it's, they're coexisting together in bringing in the skilled workforce to be able to take care of the robots is gonna be able to ensure that you, uh, you're able to do that. These are just some numbers, just, just so we're all aware. The, the apprentice programs have declined 40% uh, over the last few years. STEM jobs are outnumbering everything big time, as we all know. Uh, traditional uh, college careers are expensive and kids are coming out of college and they don't have jobs where you have kids coming out of, uh, getting a certificate out of school, they're getting hired right away. These third schools that we're dealing with, if, if you're with a larger company, you got a couple of thousand, hundred thousand employees, they will come up with a curriculum for you. So when the students come into their schools, they get a certificate saying, I'm certified for company XYZ as a level one, two, and three associate. I'm able to wrench on this equipment and do this. They will tailor curriculum to your, to your uh, business. So I, I really urge you uh, to, to engage with these type of schools. If you need any help doing that, we'd be more than happy to you, but the only way that we all succeed in this game that we're trying to do is if somebody in the plant has ownership. That's gonna be the, well, obviously there's a generation in there too, but I think the next generation coming in that's coming through these schools is gonna be really well equipped. And I started off the, uh, the deck with, you know, why are you here? And it was cold and there was a picture of a tree. I think we're all here because winter is coming. We all watch enough HBO to know what that means. Winter is coming, uh, it's coming fast, and it's, it's an arms race, no pun intended. But the people who are gonna succeed, that we're seeing anyways, 
are the ones that, that just get on base. They're not swinging for the fence. They're trying to get the most simplistic application into the facility to get people acclimated with robots, feel comfortable with robots. So that's, if there's any advice that we can give to people sitting here is that if, if you are looking for the first time ever at putting robots in a facility, don't go crazy. Don't go all out on all these crazy applications because you can do some intense crazy things. And honestly, I don't think you'll, it'll pass the sniff test. I don't think it'll get past your finance committee. Look at the applications that make the most sense ergonomically. What are people killing about? What are people coming to you going, do you think we put a robot here? Because a lot of times, some of the best ideas that we're seeing maintenance staffs get are from people on the floor going, can a robot do this? Um, so I can't stress it enough. Reach out to a local integrator, reach out to an OEM, get an automation audit coming into your doors. They come in, they kick the tires and see what you have. Um, there's a lot of cool technology in this place. And I, I think if we, we all walk away together, working as a team to get the, the low hanging fruit, get on base, it really is gonna be, uh, the next five years are gonna be really exciting. We're really excited at Fanuc. So with that, uh, I, I appreciate the time. I know they wanted a couple of minutes for questions, so I, I allotted, and if there's any questions, please throw something at me. Really, nothing? All right, well thank you guys for coming, really appreciate it, enjoy the show, thank you.